Hey, everyone makes plans for their life, their career, their family, their finances, their church, their ministry, all those different things. But how do we effectively make plans without becoming more committed to our plans than we are to God? Let's talk about it. You're listening to Above Approach Church Podcast, a podcast created for the local church. Our goal is to tackle tough church issues through thoughtful conversations like the one you're about to hear. Whether you're a church leader or a layperson, we pray this episode empowers you to play your role within the global, timeless family of God. This is Above Approach Church Podcast. Yep, speaking of plans, Tanner, you and I have plans to... Talk about some good stuff today. Yeah, there's some good stuff we got. Some really over. good stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about, the title of this episode is called The Double-Edged Sword of Planning, meaning plans Ooh. can be an obstacle and a hindrance as much as they can be a blessing and a benefit to your mm-hmm. life. And so um, the same sword you think is helping you win the fight can actually be stabbing you straight in the chest. So we have to learn how to um, navigate life and, and make plans appropriately, right, sure. without becoming so attached that there's no room for God to move. So... You know, I'm sure listeners are wondering, why are we talking about planning? Because God has designed us with minds mm-hmm. to make plans. Yep. And at the end of the day, we can't for sure say whether our plans will work out or whether we'll be alive to see any of our plans fulfilled. You know, James talks about, man, you bozos thinking you're going to go and start a new, a new you know, business venture and make a ton of money and you mm. don't even know if you're going to be alive tomorrow. Yeah. So there is a fine line between... Being wise and planning and then mm-hmm. just walking in arrogant presumption. Like, yeah. I am bulletproof and all my plans will come to pass. So, you know, as the listener, I'm sure uh, you have plans for your finances. You have plans for your children. You have plans mm-hmm. to be married and what that's going to look like and maybe have an apartment when you're ready to get married. You have plans to graduate college at a certain time. You have plans mm-hmm. to get a certain career. So, um, what we need to do as believers is, is know how to make plans because there are two extremes which i guess we'll just jump straight to the extremes portion yeah some people make zero plans uh some people are loosey-goosey and like uh it's almost like they're living in la la land just going (laughs) gotta do everything he needs and i can just sit back and watch and Mm. it's like no you actually are called to be faithful and make plans Mm. jesus talks about counting counting the costs when it comes to following him he talks a lot about, look, what king is going to go to war when he doesn't even know if he has the numbers. So mm-hmm. some people make zero plans. Some people overplan their life because they're overly analytical, mm-hmm. right? And then I, I can resonate with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, how do we avoid both extremes in every area of our life? Like my plans for vacation next mm-hmm. month, my plans for my children to grow up and love Jesus and be in you know, private school or homeschooled, my plans to get a career in this location and move my family there and have a house by this time and have it paid off by this time. You know, how do we make plans effectively without falling into both extremes? Yeah. One is laziness, I would say. Yeah. The other one is almost assuming more control than you have. Mm. So I don't know what comes to mind. Yeah, for I, you, for me, what comes to mind is I, I think it's important to realize when we are either planning or not planning. Um, either extreme, like in life, we manage what we can control. Um, and I, I think what that means is for us, there's only a certain extent of things that I can control in my life. 
not necessarily that it's like without God's, you know, direction or things like that, but there's things that are in my control and, and that, you know, comes with my actions and, um, you know, even just things that I do on a daily basis, you know, there's, there's things that lead to other things that lead to other things. Right. And so it starts with taking the little steps rather than like making the big leaps. And I think when we are planning for life, and we're planning for certain, I don't know, events or if you're in leadership or things like that, it all, it all comes down to, it boils down to what is God control? What's out of my hands that I can, you know, give to him that I can offer to him? Because at times we want to, you know, rip those things away from God rather than, you know, allowing him to lead. And, um, that, that can, I mean, really be detrimental to your faith. It can be detrimental to, uh, your joy, your peace. And I think when we over plan, it's me wanting to design my life the way that I think it should be, uh, rather rather than God can orchestrate my life. But then there's the other extreme where it's I'm going to do absolutely nothing until I see a clear sign for God to move. Well, I think you do have that that free will and that ability to move while God is still leading you and being you know sovereign over your life. So this is one of the toughest things in life, I think, as humans is Making looking plans. Yeah, and and I think not only that, but just our uh, our emotion over the plan making. What is my life going to look like? What is tomorrow going to look like? We worry a lot. We have you know anxiety sure. with this stuff. So yeah. what comes to mind is someone who's forming a business plan and they're really thinking about starting a new business venture, mm-hmm. and leaving the nine to five. And what they're thinking is, geez, you know, how much do I need to have planned mm-hmm. to in order to step out and actually do this? And that's the question for all of us every day. How much do I need to have planned? and have expected and have on paper before I can really move forward and be called faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are like very crippled by the idea of not knowing every detail mm-hmm. and not knowing where the money's going and every single micro cent of, mm-hmm. of their spending and all of that. They need to have every detail lined up. And I think when we talk about making plans, what we're saying is whatever amount of control God has given you over yeah. certain areas in your life, over family, mm-hmm. marriage, finances, career, job, you know, all those different things, job and career, same thing, mm-hmm. church ministry, you know, walk in that and actually employ the degree of control God has given you. Yeah. And, and you don't need to know every detail before you can step out, but at least have on paper what you generally expect sure. or want it to look like. It's yeah. okay to have yeah. preference. And I think people are afraid mm. uh, to be let down and disappointed. Yeah. yeah. And I think this goes back to uh, the beginning of, well, arguably of creation Genesis where God gives the authority to create and con- you know, control certain areas. We are vessels of authority um, here on earth and in certain aspects and realms. And although, you know, Adam and Eve didn't necessarily do that to the, you know, the fullest that they could have. Right. Um, you know, they were examples of God, you know, giving us a certain amount of authority here, right? You know, Adam's going through the Garden of Eden, he's naming, you know, the, the animals and such. And Mind you, butt naked. Yeah, butt naked, no worries in life at all. I told my son that this today when we went through Adam and Eve, and he was like, oh, being naked is okay? I said, don't get any ideas. Yeah, don't. Don't get any ideas, bucko. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you just see that that God does give us a certain amount of control here. Like I am, I thought your phone was on silent. It is on silent. That's funny. This is the alarm that you told me to set so that I would. I, knew I told when him to, to come set an alarm, that. but for some reason it's going off at eight thirty six. 
Told him to set it at eight. I'm going to shut that off now, but that's something that's out of my control. You know what's funny? We made plans for you to to remind yourself, <laughs> and that plan ended up being a distraction. Yeah. And what a great analogy and that's illustration perfect. for what it looks like. I to, totally meant to do that. Yeah, we actually planned this out. <laughs> What a great illustration of when our plans actually become a hindrance and even a distraction Mm. from what God is calling us to because Mm. sometimes we can be more committed to our plans than we are to God. Sure. And so the plan we put in place 10 years ago for the ministry or the business or my family, eight years into it, it doesn't look like what it's supposed to. And I'm trying to force my life to match up with Mm -hmm. my plan. And instead of going, God, are you adjusting my plan? Mm -hmm. I'm holding God hostage to my plan. And, and real faithfulness is saying, is being willing to make adjustments to your plan yeah. and letting God move how he wants within and without that. Instead of going, I made a plan and you're going to work according to this God. Mm. We don't hold God hostage to nothing. Yeah. He's going to choose to do whatever he wants because I don't have the foresight. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have the big picture he does. And so, you know, your alarm that we plan to go off to remind you that the podcast is happening hey. ended up being like that distraction from talking and took you. And, and we can do that same thing, man. Where yeah. It's like, hey, buddy, I'm not I'm not asking you to look at your plan anymore. I'm asking you mm-hmm. to look at me as the good shepherd so yeah. I can lead your life. Yeah. And we're going, no, God, my plan is my shepherd. And mm-hmm. God's like, <laughs> that's not possible. Yeah. So. And like we, we talked in uh, the recent podcast, um, I, I don't, I'm trying to, I think it was the Waiting on God, um, one of those uh, podcasts, but um, we are most disappointed when we have tried to be God, we've attempted to have full control over our lives and our plans fail. And I've heard it this way recently um, by a pastor on a podcast, and, and he had said that some of us are, you know, a lot of us are like boats, right? And you're sitting in the middle of the ocean, but you've let your your sails down. And some of us just need to let our sails up and just catch the wind and go. And it doesn't mean to mindlessly just, you know, do life. You're still orchestrating where the ship is going, but you, sometimes you just, you can't just sit on the water. You mm-hmm. just got to go and see where God's going to lead you, mm-hmm. you know, what direction he's going to lead you. And so, you know, yeah, we, we talk about God having that still small voice. Well, what do you think it means to have the sail up? Like to, to be a, a healthy free spirit where God is leading you how he wants. Yeah, you're okay no, absolutely. That. I think that's, you know, the right example because, you know, you know, maybe God's the one that's controlling your ship, but you, you're the one orchestrating whether, you know, that sail is going up or not, you know? And I think oftentimes when we're sitting in that place of, you know, complacency um, or procrastination or whatever it might be, those are seasons of, you know, disobedience, whether we like it or not, right? I mean, because even though we're trying to, you know, I'm just trying to listen to God, I'm just trying to listen... But are you are you taking the actual steps to see if you know he'll give you an answer? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's really what you have to do. Are you taking the steps on your end, on your part, to see you know how Christ is going to communicate to you, how the Spirit's going to lead you in a certain direction? I think that's mm-hmm. a real question. When people decide they all of a sudden want to lose like three hundred pounds, um, <laughs> which by the way, that's it, great. It's a great goal. I've done it before. It's it's great. Yeah, it used to be what it used to be seven twenty. Yeah, seven twenty. <laughs> what a miracle. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so people set off on this venture to change everything. Yeah. You know, they go from one way of sleeping, eating, lacking exercise to mm-hmm. overnight they want to flip a switch and change everything. Yeah. There's no plan. They just mm-hmm. decide, 
I have a goal, but there's no real logistical way to get there. Mm-hmm. They just know there's somewhere I want to be and I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not going to be effective long term because we as human beings are like made to not just see a goal, but also see the, 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 um, the path to get there. Mm-hmm. And so when you make a plan, what you're saying is, the plan is the what bridges the gap between my present and where I want to be financially, mm. spiritually, in my Bible study habits, in my in my church ministry, whatever it is, you know, you should mm. have a goal and also a plan to get there. And guess what? Sometimes God is going to take you a side route you didn't know existed and it's not on your map and you're like this there's not even a path and God's going, "Watch me make it, baby." And he does <laughs> and he takes you underground and all of a sudden you're there faster. You have to be okay yeah. with God working within and without your plan but if you don't have a plan Mm. how's gonna how is god gonna effectively move a train that's not even in motion so Mm -hmm. this is where planning comes into play because you know we'll address the overly analytical minds those of you who Mm. are who are listening going i can't make plans because i'm terrified of not knowing certain details and being disappointed and you know messing up and then there's others of you that are the free free birds you know the free spirits that are like every morning I'm not even sure if I'm going to go to work. Like, I'm just, I know it's there, but it's whatever the universe is really speaking to me. And I'm telling you, put a, put a, I almost put a plan in place, man. Like have goals for your life mm-hmm. that are godly and have a godly means yeah. of getting there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when it comes to following Jesus, it means we're trusting God's leadership, as our good shepherd, and we're open to him adjusting our plans in our life however he wants. In other words, we're open to the spontaneous leading of the Spirit. So how do we? How would you say we balance the spontaneity of the Spirit with the planning of the human mind? Hmm. I've made a plan, but the Spirit of God can move. I think of church services. Yeah, I think the best yeah. example that comes to mind for me is a church service sure. where you, you know the songs you've planned to sing, you know mm-hmm. the, the outline for the sermon you plan to preach. Mm-hmm. You know the general format for the for the fellowship that day um, and the liturgy. But you also are open to the Spirit of God moving mm. how He wants mm. and healing how He wants and uh, convicting people how He wants yeah. and exposing things how He wants. And you make room for that in your plans. Mm. It's almost like on your schedule, if it's an itinerary, it's like, you know, pray, room for God's Spirit. Worship, room for God's spirit. Mm. And then preach, room for God's spirit. Fellowship, room for... You, you actually pencil in your plans the potential for God to move how he wants. Yeah. And if you don't make room for that, then I'm telling you, when it comes down to you choosing your plan or God, you're going to choose your plan because you're you're rigidly stuck on that. Mm-hmm. And that's a... I don't know. How, how would you say we balance... That spontaneity of the spirit being like, hey, I want you, actually want you to go to Chuck E. Cheese today. You're like, I haven't been there since I was 10. I'm going to look like a pedophile. No, I'm not going there. Oh, and God goes, actually, I have a lot of people for you to minister yeah. to there. Yeah, you know? and, and I think that goes well with you know what I'm going to say, which is like we have these overall like generic plans for life. You know, Like you said in the beginning, you, know, you have it for your careers, your families, you know, uh, financially, you know, whatever that might look like. And the real question that, you know, we have to, again, this all points back to the very first episode that you and I talked about, which is like, analyze your life, like take Mm -hmm. a step back and look at the the overall picture of life. And when you're looking at the plans that you have, you know, predestined in a sense in your mind, you know, is the, are the gaps filled with the spirit leading and is it okay for, for Jesus to say no in that, right? And, and whatever plan that you have made, like, 
if my overall plan of life doesn't line up with the general, you know, command that God has given me to live in life, which is to love him and love people, you know, are my plans lining up with that? Like, am I loving God in the process? Am I loving people in the process? I Mm -hmm. think that's Mm -hmm. how we have to analyze these, you know, different, you know, points of our lives that we're, you know, noting down or these different goals or aspirations that we have is, you know, is that lining up with me loving God, me growing in my faith, deepening my, my, my walk of faith? And, um, am I loving people in that? How can I love people? Sure. In that? Is that, you know, f- to self glorify or is that to, you know, help lead others? So I think that's, that's a great and helpful point is that are your plans aligning with the word of God in the first place? Yeah. In the first place. In other words, the, the, the origin of your plans, do they actually originate in scripture? where the word of God is informing the plans you're making and how you're doing it and what you're putting on paper, you know, that's a good point because if it comes down to it and God tells you to do something different than what you penciled in on Wednesday at 3 p.m. and you already decided, I'm going to make plans that don't Mm -hmm. align with God's word, then you're already set up to miss the spontaneous moving of God in your life because you were already potentially going a direction that he didn't tell you to. So our plans, we have to make sure our plans are aligned with the word of God. And so um, what does it look like to make plans in a healthy way without trusting in those plans? Hmm. Because I I think there's for the overly analytical mind and even for like the complacent person, it is so easy to find a sense of hope and confidence and even safety in our plans. It's Mm. like, I feel more secure and safe when I have a plan um, and when I don't, I'm, I'm, I feel vulnerable and naked and it's weird, but I feel that. And so it's almost like they, they lean more on their plans than they do on God for sure. safety and security sure. and, and hope and mm. a sense of confidence. So how do we, how do we make plans without, uh, finding ourselves too invested into those plans as our, mm. as our, you know, sense of hope and confidence? Cause I've done yeah. that, you know, I mean, it- what are you getting out of those plans that you don't already have from Jesus? I think that's the, you know, what you have to ask yourself is like, Whoa. because we are, always, we are dissatisfied humans, right? I, I just moved right past your wall <laughs> as if it never happened. Then let me bring it back. <laughs> Whoa. Thank you. Deep, man. That's good. Cause that is really, yeah. Say that first part again. That oh you gosh. Said, uh, if you can spirit, bring it back. Something like, what did the plans give us that Jesus yeah, can't? Yeah, like, what are your plans going to give you that Jesus won't, like, and what Jesus already hasn't? Because... Sounds like a Dr. Seuss line, but uh, it's deep. I can't... I would say more MC Chandler. I would say more yeah. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I think I think when, when we are looking at our goals and our dreams and all those different things, it's important for us to realize that, like, come back to the place where your heart's already been satisfied, and that's in Jesus, you know, choosing you, choosing to to make that sacrifice for you on the cross and, and give you life and breath and community, you know, what more do you need than the things that Jesus has already given you? So, so yeah, yeah, you're right. So when you lean on your plans, you know, what you're saying is, Ooh, this gives me a sense of, uh, security, co- security and, and even confidence that comfort, Jesus can't. Yeah. yeah. Comfort. And even this, this, this safe space, this is like, 
Oof, I'm good because I have mm-hmm. a plan. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you weren't good because you had Jesus. You needed a plan. And I get it. Like, putting plans in place is wise. But that you have to ask yourself, like, is that any more reason to feel, uh, like you said, uh, comforted and, and mm-hmm. secure and mm-hmm. even valuable? You know, sometimes we find our value in our ability to plan and um, it's just weird, man. I, yeah. I know that we can make an idol out of anything. So I'm trying to guard people from pumping out an idol called their plan because mm. we're idol factories at times. Just pump them out. Yeah. yeah. So got to be careful. Yeah. And another thing too, like along with that is like you can look back at the times where your plans actually came into fruition and you saw the the success out of it. You saw the joy. You felt comforted. You felt secure. You felt honestly happy in life, right? Because, you know, things went the way that you expected or things, you know, went the, you know, the way that you wanted them to. But how long has that security and that comfort, you know, lasted for you? Because oftentimes we just move on to the next thing because, again, our souls are are dissatisfied souls. We're constantly seeking for the next thing, for the next you know, the next hit, the next, you know, success story, the next, you know, whatever it might be. And I think that's the problem. It's the roots, my heart, my heart's always chasing after, you know, another thing and another plan to come into, you know, uh, fruition and for those things to work out for me. So, you know, how, how many times have you left those different times where something's gone right for you and you know how long did it last for you i think that's what you have to really go back to because i i mean i've made plans that have you know come true and in that season man i was so excited i was so happy but then you know how long did that last because i just moved on to the very next thing you know so think about that too when you're making plans yes yes i'm trying to think of a good uh, illustration because i'm sure people are going what do you mean like trust in plans and find confidence in plans if I'm if I'm going somewhere I've never been on vacation with my family, and uh, I need Google Maps to get me there, and I have plans once we get there. Like our plans are to, you know, um, swim at the lake and, mm-hmm. and camp, and we're gonna cook, and we're gonna be there five days, and we're gonna visit these spots. I have plans, but there's something leading me there because I haven't been there before. Mm. And in this illustration, it's in fact Siri who is a terrible, (laughs) terrible uh, guide at times. So annoying, but she's guiding Mm. me nonetheless. Mm. And I think in the same way, as we make plans, the plans you've made are fantastic and Mm. actually might protect you from, from some really uh, some consequences and some Mm. things that could have, rocked you if you didn't put a plan in place mm. so plans protect us plans do provide a sense of, of of comfort and protection but what's more important to me and i think what is my greater focus is the one who's leading me in those plans the mm. shepherd the good shepherd so so i'm not looking at my my um touching my feet I'm not looking at my. Um, I just had to put, make that public. <laughs> Touching my feet, guys. We were playing toes. I, feetsies, toesies. No toesies. It <laughs> it's, a new, toesies. it's a 2023 version. <laughs> I can look at this 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 big old this itinerary that I have on paper, mm. and while Jesus is leading me, my eyes are on my on the paper the whole time, and I'm going, yeah, this is why I feel safe, and 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 I'm not even looking at my mm. shepherd. But sometimes God is saying, hey, put the itinerary down, and yeah. and you made plans. That's great. Let me lead you th- mm. within and without that. The focus sure. becomes the shepherd and not the plans you've made. Because plans can fall to crap, but if the shepherd's yeah. leading you, that that's how you know you're not 
idolizing, you know, I think plan. one of the coolest moments of, and this is like kind of a ministry perspective of, you know, making plans and things like that. Ministry is great for us to, to make plans. I think it's actually like one of the most relatable things in terms of like when you're in leadership or planning and, you know, things like that, where you set a structure of, you know, worship service and, you know, youth group, you have games and like all that different stuff. Like you have these grand plans for either a night or an event or a month or a year, you know, whatever that looks like. But some of the like coolest times in ministry has been when like the spontaneity has happened. Like on a night where we're like, Hey, you know what we're actually going to do? We're going to spend time in prayer. Hey, you know what we're actually going to do? We're going to have another song. Um, so worship team, you know, come back on stage or, hey, um, if you want to stay and, like, sit in this room um, just to pray and have a counselor or have a leader, like, come and, like, pray with you. Like, it's been those yes. times where, like, you make plans, but to the point where you are open to the Spirit filling in the lines and filling mm-hmm. in the gaps. Because mm-hmm. if you don't make room for the Spirit to move, then then what is your leadership? Like, what? Trash. <laughs> garbage like i mean everything that i can do is again it's out of my control so when i think that things are going to go my way i i get disappointed so yeah some people hear you say everything's out of your control and they're like no watch me watch me ooh, watch me and then they go and do stuff and you're like <laughs> they whip you don't understand you can whip nay-nay. all day and you can nay nay on your roof but it's god <laughs> who gives you the breath to nay nay and, and whip like yeah. that you know what i mean so um the point is that you, mm. at the end of at the at the almost like the start of every decision and ability you have is the breath required for that right mm-hmm. otherwise it's not possible god supplies that you you bring up a, uh, an interesting point which is that and and you didn't really explicitly say this but this is sure. just where my mind went which sure. is that those spontaneous moments are often far more valuable than what we planned mm-hmm. like um you're like we plan to do this. We plan to go there with my family. This is the vacation. This was the itinerary. Yeah. But you didn't plan for those moments of laughing in between or those moments where you'd bond with your kids or yeah. or look at your wife and realize, like, this is really the woman that I, I love and adore so much. And those mm. spontaneous moments where you open the Bible together, those moments, I believe, mm. are created through your faithful planning. In yeah. other words... You wouldn't have those spontaneous moments necessarily. Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure because mm-hmm. we don't know what other, you know, possible scenario there would be. But I, I believe that by putting a plan in place and whatever spontaneous moments happen within and without that mm-hmm. are only happening because you first put a plan. They make yeah. way for the spontaneity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a wonderful way to look at it because how many of those beautiful moments would we be missing out on if we didn't? If we didn't put a plan in place, yeah. Yeah. Um, which become a launch pad for those moments to happen in our mm-hmm. life. So, yeah. you know, spontaneity often is the result of faithful planning. And then mm-hmm. God goes, hey, I'm going to respond to your plan of faithfulness in finances and marriage and in, in, in raising your kids or in going to church today. I'm going to honor that mm-hmm. with these spontaneous things you didn't plan for mm-hmm. because you were faithful in planning with a little, you know, and then God makes it much. Yeah. I mean, cool. For me, like this is just like a you know personal thing that popped up in my mind. But like some of the coolest moments for me in my marriage has been when like you, I have like a planned itinerary like for a trip or for something like that. But then there's like a spontaneous like moment or event that happens, and that's like one of the things that we cherish the most. So like those those moments of like because they come from a planted seed of planning, right? 
it sprouts into this beautiful, you know, uh, the best depiction is like a memory, like a flower, you know, something as beautiful as that, like that you can look memory? back to. Yes. Core memory inside out. I won't get in. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say blasphemy. It. There we go. <laughs> Heresy. <laughs> False Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the accusations I get whenever I bring up something like Disney or Avatar: yeah. Last Airbender. Like, how, crucify how him! How dare you give an illustration of something that I know, right? Satanic that could be beneficial. Paul to totally the didn't work with the the unknown god in in Athens or the mm. poets of of the cities he'd walk right. into. Yeah, he would never. No. He didn't contextualize the no. gospel. But we digress. We digress. <laughs> the core memories that form, I think. The, the me- what we cherish most is often what God does in our life as opposed mm-hmm. to what I planned would happen. Right. You know, you can, your plans can come to pass and you're like, cool. Yeah. But then what God can do that you didn't plan for and you could never have done for yourself, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's way more valuable than what I actually had planned yeah. and what I, I don't cherish my plans working out as much. God, you, you rock. You the man. Um, yeah. And so I think that's really cool. You know, what I'm, what I'm actually thinking about doing, usually what we'll do is we'll break this down, content, community, right. and as creators. I think we're going to have a follow-up episode to explore this in depth. I like it, yeah. Because we're almost 30 minutes in, <laughs> just the introduction part. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, this is a fantastic conversation. And, like, mm. to whet your guys' appetite about, well, how do we faithfully make plan as, as um, content creators? Uh, mm. How do we do that when it comes to forming creating content creating using my art gifts using you know dance routines or sermons or posts on tiktok or whatever it is whatever content my music Mm. okay how do we do this for our communities what do you mean plan for our communities well you'll have to watch the next episode to find out there you go like there's a culture there's a community you're a part of and i think to a degree what happens there is going to be the result of faithful planning. Mm. And again, we're, we're not saying lock God into your plans. We're not saying make plans ultimate. We're saying bring a plan to God that you faithfully thought through, mm-hmm. worked out, and you go, here, I have something for you to work with. In other words, here's, here's the raw material for you to create spontaneous moments in my life and direct me. Here, I'm, I'm bringing you something to work with. Not that he needs it, but he'll take it and go, sweet, I love your plan. Uh, some people are completely opposed to plans. Like, it's the whole, like, God laughs when I make plans. Not always, you know? Mm. Not yeah. always. I think I, when you do it out of pride and arrogance, of course, yeah. he's like, oh, you fool. But when you make a plan that's, like, rooted in Scripture, and you're like, based on the character and the ways and the plan of God I see in his word, mm. here's what I really would love to see happen. Here's the plan I'm putting in place. And you lay that before God. Mm. He's not laughing. No. He's going, that's my boy. Mm-hmm. Or, that's my daughter. That They're planning. They're innovating. They're being creative. And they're trusting me with the results. Mm. That's awesome. And I yeah. don't, so I, I don't think we should paint this this picture of God that's like any plans we make, he's laughing because we're stupid. Mm. He's given you a mind to think. And often God will actually take those plans and go, yeah, mm-hmm. that is what I wanted to do. Good mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. And other times he does go, mm, missed it, buddy. You know, yeah. but I think if any, if God's laughing at anyone, it's the unbelievers who are arrogantly making plans without him. Mm. That's where that laughing kind of scorning comes in is where people are like, forget God. I'm the man. He's like, <laughs> just okay. watch. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, 
I don't really know where to go from here, except we'll talk about our plans as creators and content and communities next week, mm-hmm. uh, creating culture at home in our in our ministry at work. Mm-hmm. You know, you should have a a plan and a strategy to actually like advance the kingdom of God in your workplace and disciple your kids at home mm-hmm. and play your role in ministry at church and use your gifts. There should be a plan in place. Yeah. We think, no, God will just use me. I just got to follow the Spirit every day. Yeah, following the Spirit doesn't mean you don't think about things yeah. and, and think critically and reason and put plans in place. It means the Spirit of God's, I'm submitting to Him above these things mm-hmm. if He decides to do something mm-hmm. different. Any other closing thoughts? No. Putting you on the spot? <laughs> no, I mean, overall, I just think when we're making plans in life, it all... <laughs> The fruit of our plans shows the root of our plans. Yeah. Didn't even mean to rhyme there, but the fruit of our plans reveals the root of our plans. It's going to be a song coming out soon. Um, but the fruit of you know what happens, basically the result of your plan is what I'm trying to say is it will basically show the root of you know your heart and how you wanted to prep these things out. So. That's kind of the, just the note I want to leave it on. I don't even really want to explain that because I feel like that's... Yeah, we're 33 minutes in, and I don't think we've rambled. I think we've mm-hmm. dropped some mega gold, like, good stuff for people to meditate on, Yeah, uh, for me to meditate on. A lot of this I didn't even think through until we talked about it. Mm. Um, so, Lord, thank you for doing that. Well, and that's one of the cool parts about this, you know, podcast is that we're having... As, you know, we have a plan. We have a structure, right? You know, hey, you and there I you go. Have <laughs> we have a structured it's questions and you know different episode? Literally since the beginning, and but then from there, like we're having a spontaneous conversation of you know how God is leading us, directing us, how He wants to grow our leadership skills, our families, you know, our content creation and things like that. So that's what's cool. You know, little behind the scene look of what we do here, but. We really appreciate you guys for, for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, that's what we do. We, we go, hey, here are some general questions we'll talk through. We didn't really talk about the answers necessarily. Sure. We want to let that kind of open up spontaneous conversation. But at the same time, these questions guide that. And sometimes mm-hmm. we'll skip ones. Sometimes we'll insert new ones. And, yeah. and sometimes we'll stay locked and loaded on one for like a really long time. Yeah. So that's what we're saying is, do, for those of you who are going, I don't know how much to plan, plan... T- up to the point where you believe is enough, mm. you know, or plan up to the point where you, as long as you're not making a plan an idol, you know, plan up to that point where you, until you start becoming arrogant and prideful about your plans, like stop there, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. That's all we have for you today. Visit AboveReproachMinistry.com mm-hmm. for all your needs in life. And that is all. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. See you later. Hey, thanks for listening to today's Above Reproach Church podcast. If you've benefited from this content or this ministry in any way, there are a number of ways you can support what we're doing to help people move towards Jesus. We're completely funded by generous supporters like you, so if you'd like to partner with us financially, you can head to aboveapproachministry.com slash donate, and you can give through debit or credit card. You can give through PayPal. Venmo, Patreon, or even just mail a check to P.O. Box 338, Green Cove Springs, Florida 32043. 
or grab some of our church merch to represent Jesus on your body wherever you go. Either way, while you're on the website, check out all of our free resources, our online church, my book Fruitful, as well as everything else going on in our online ministry. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep moving towards Jesus.